St. Paul says to us in this reading today that the life and death of each of us has its influence on others. And I think that's a great line that speaks true of the life of Charles Borromeo, who, as I mentioned before, was a great reformer. And he was very instrumental, um, mainly with the, the seeing out of what was decided at the Council of Trent. But even when the, when the Council was going on, they'd begun it for a few years and they hadn't convened the council again for about 10 years and he was instrumental in going, come on guys, we need to get together and keep this going. Um, and this was of course the time of the Reformation. So the, the Protestants were coming up with their doctrines that the Catholics didn't like. And a big part of the council was about um, refuting the, the heresies, the errors that some of the reformers were coming up with. But it seemed that many others who, who were involved in that were happy to stop at that. They were happy to stop at that point of saying, you know, just refuting the Protestants and saying, you guys are wrong, these doctrines are wrong, but not to go on with the reform that the council wanted to see done. Because as well as recognising where the doctrinal errors in that were, the teachings of the Council of Trent also brought to light some of what was going wrong within the church and therefore some of what needed to be reformed. So Charles, who was the Archbishop of Milan, is best remembered for actually taking what the council had said, taking what the council had decided and, and written about in its decrees, and actually putting it into action in his diocese, actually looking at the formation of his priests, looking at the way that the religious orders worked together, um, looking at the way that the, the whole church kind of spoke together and decided how things were, the way that he exercised his leadership. And he, across his life, saw a lot of resistance because we don't really like change. <laughs> it's easy to, to come together and say that, yeah, yeah, these things aren't quite right and we should improve them or that these things are wrong. But to actually do the hard yards of putting it into action is much more difficult. And this is why Charles is such a great hero for the church in that era, and we um, can revere him as a saint. And there's a great relevance to a lot of what's going on in the church today. Um, we have, um, in the universal church, there's a synod that was begun last month that's actually looking at the whole idea of how the synod of bishops works, how the, how the church across the whole world comes together and decides on what we need to do and wrestles with issues and stuff, looking at how that process goes on which was the kind of thing that Charles and Trent was looking at, how the, how the church worked collegially in that way. We've also got the plenary council happening at the level of Australia, looking at what God's calling us to in the church. In Australia, what he wants us to do. And there will hopefully be some real change and reform that comes out of that, following God's will. Then even at our archdiocesan level, there's a new plan of mission that's been being rolled out and there's a lot of conversation happening across parishes of what God's calling us to do and how he wants to make the mission of the church more effective. So in all these different levels, we can take this inspiration from Charles as to, as to the, the kind of eagerness and the, the action that's really required in responding to how God speaks to us. But I also wanted to kind of bring some interpretation of this onto our personal level because, you know, most of us aren't hands-on involved in the Synod or in the Plenary Council or even in the, the mission across the diocese. But what can this mean for us personally? 
I think there's, there's lots of times when we can feel inspired by the Lord asking us to do something. Perhaps we come to Mass and there's an inspiring point in the homily or in the readings that it's like, yeah, I want to respond to that. Perhaps, you know, take up a new practice in my relationship with God or, or serve in a new way or perhaps we, we see something and we're convicted of our sin and we want to change something in our lives. But there's a big difference between noticing that or having those moments of inspiration and making a decision and then when we actually live it out. Actually, the, the persevering practice of, yes, I've decided I'm going to pray in this way, but then actually tomorrow coming and praying in that way and then doing it the day after and the day after because we can perhaps um, do it for a day or two and then it falls away and we go back to our normal ways. Um, or we get really fired up and we don't want to sin in that way anymore and we're on guard for the next day, but then we just fall straight back into that pattern. So Charles, as a man of action, can give us this inspiration to, to actually ask God for the, the impetus, not just to kind of be inspired and make decisions, but to actually walk and follow Jesus. So that when, when God calls us, when God gives us an invitation to respond to him in some way, it isn't just a moment of invitation, but it becomes a new way that we can walk with him in discipleship. So let's, let's pray for the church that we all together can actually take concrete steps and follow in the way of Christ as he's calling us to, but each of us in our own lives that we can have the, the courage and the boldness to actually change ourselves by God's grace, actually take those steps day after day and follow after Jesus as he calls us.